Hello, everybody out there in the internet, in the podcasting world. This is the season finale of Legends of the Internet. It is September 14th, 2018. How is everybody out there doing tonight or today or this afternoon? Whatever you're listening to. Hope you're all having a good day. It is time to end this season with all of the fans voting for this person to be talked about. Cool Cat was the winner of the Twitter tournament from earlier this year. Went up against the webcomic relief in the finals and ended up slaughtering Riser to get to this point. Now, why is Cool Cat a such a topic? Well, we're going to get through that. It's just going to be me, Joe Dini, tonight because of the person that we're talking about. I didn't want to be putting in anybody else here because this is a very sensitive subject, and I decided not to bring anybody else in, and this was just going to be me doing all of the talking. And I didn't want to... I didn't want to bring anybody else with me just in case anything happens, which I don't think it will. I honestly don't think it will, but that's why I'm here by myself. But it's appropriate because this is a very, very sensitive topic, like I said, but thank you all that are listening to me live right now. I got the chat up just to make sure everything that's been going on with what you guys are talking about, I will be able to see if you are listening on the podcasting platforms that we are on. Thank you for listening to the replay. Sorry you couldn't catch us live, but you can always catch me live at youtube.com slash phoenixslade. That is my YouTube address. But you can always find it in the description. It's a link. It's a clickable link. Even if you're on your cell phone, you can actually click on it, and it will send you there. So just in case you want to listen to us live, you can do so. And for anybody out there that wants to help support the show and wants to help keep it maintained, you can go to anchor.fm slash Jodini. That is the place where you can donate 99 cents to up to 10 bucks. Any, all, any and all processes or money that goes into the show, we will be making extra episodes. So if you wanted to, exclusively for, well, not exclusively, it's not Patreon, but we will use the money to not only help everybody get the better audio equipment, but we are also going to be doing extra episodes, maybe on previous Legends. So keep that in mind, just in case you're interested. Again, it's anchor.fm slash Jodini. And if you happen to be listening on the podcasting platforms, that link is available to you right there. And if you're listening, especially if you're listening on Anchor. So that is all the news out there. And I want to say season five, which is called Ultra, will be around Halloween time because that's when we're going to be starting this entire season. It's going to be the longest season of the entire show. It's going to have about 35 different legends out there. 35 of them and we are very excited about it and it's going to be it's going to be a lot of fun but the first episode will be our anniversary show so that's how we're going to start it off Halloween time that's right around the corner and it's going to last for most of the year that's the that's going to keep us busy for a while until we get ready for season six which I'm already thinking about ahead of time but Thank you. That is a marathon season, as uh, Colin is saying in the chat. Yes, it is. But we have a lot of things to talk about. We have co-hosts that are going to come on and bring on different things that they want to talk about. They will actually be telling me about these legends that they picked. It's not going to be the other way around. It's going to be me. It's going to be them telling me, and then I will be the one reacting and giving my opinions on things and uh, if you happen to be catching the lord cat legends episode jason who's actually lord cat commented on it 
And he said, oh, because we were talking about all of his things that he uh, that he claimed was going on in Channel Awesome. And then he actually and then when the not so awesome document came out, he was pretty right, I should say. He was pretty right on what he was saying. And then he just found the video that we did an episode on him. And he said, well, a year later, what, what? So I said, you were right. You're absolutely right. So. We had a legend comment on one of our episodes, so I just wanted to tell everybody because I felt kind of kind of cool. It was kind of almost like when the Sonic the Hedgehog YouTube channel came and commented when we were talking about Sonic's anniversary on my Let's Get Geeky podcast. That was all pretty fun. So that's all the announcements, things, all that stuff out of the way. So let's get right into Cool Cat, shall we, ladies and gentlemen? So, I'm going to be starting off by going to the Fandom Wikia. Fandom Wikia describes Cool Cat as a character who has starred in many books and films. He is played by Jason Johnson in a movie called Cool Cat Saves the Kids. He's known as the coolest cat in town, something Butch doesn't like him for. This makes Cool Cat a target to him. Uh, there's some sort. There's a bias in the Fandom Wikia article saying that he is cooler than Barney the dinosaur. There's another Fandom Wikia article called "Butch the Bully is Butch the Bully," who is the main villain. He's described as known to bully everyone and steal candy from babies. Now it's not quite sure whether Butch is a plot device used to comment about gun control or how kids are not supposed to be using guns to do whatever they want to. Not totally clear on that, but he's shown getting arrested in the Cool Cat Saves the Kids movie. The sort of the psyche behind Butch's behavior, it, it, it's not really mentioned at all because the focus on the story is that bullying is bad and that's really it. It's emphasized in the, on the consequences that Bush fa- faces due to his behavior. It, befriending the bully in order to gain friends is emphasized in one scene in the Cool Cat movie by showing how Cool Cat replied to a nasty email. But since it's its email, it doesn't really provide a face-to-face reaction with Butch. But in hindsight, it's, it, it's a pretty good thing. But replying instead of ignoring it introduced the possibility of convincing the bully to make friends. Butch, that is. Sometimes it works... But in the movie, Butch is needed for the story to function and the message to come across the screen. So, in some ways, it's a PSA. A concept that Derek Savage, who created the entire Cool Cat universe, he doesn't have a problem with it, since he created Cool Cat as an imaginary friend to cope with memories about being bullied himself. Uh, Cool Cat... The brand, that is, boasts a lot of books and movies that are sold on Derek Savage's website. Uh, some of the items are are found on Amazon.com. For example, there's a paperback edition book called Cool Cat Loves Biodiesel. There's an English and a Spanish edition. It was posted on Amazon February 1st, 2013. And here, 13. Bleh. It, the synopsis, here's how it reads. In Cool Cat Loves Biodiesel, Cool Cat and his parents go to a gas station that has biodiesel. Then, Cool Cat meets Willie Nelson and has a spectacular time as Willie teaches him about biodiesel. Here's the Spanish tile. A Cool Cat le gusta biodiesel. The Cool Cat books are bilingual in English and Spanish. The editorial, the editorial reviews looked like a badly edited section. Not because of the typos, but because of the repetition of certain quotes. The feedback by Linda Hopkins, who's credited as a Tony Award winner and a two-time Grammy nominee, states, Cool Cat is the coolest children's book ever. It got posted twice on the exact same page. There was more feedback by somebody named Bo Derek, who's credited as a legendary actress and the perfect 10. She says, I love Cool Cat, and it got posted twice on the same page as well. 
There's more feedback by a man named Bill Melendez, who's accredited as a nine-time Emmy winner and producer of Charlie Brown and being the voice of Snoopy at the same time, was posted only once. Whether any of these individuals are aware of their names being used to promote this on Amazon is not very clear at all. It has a one-star review on Amazon with the comment, now I see why there are none available. The book doesn't appear on the Derek Savage page, though. And as of this recording, the books and ebooks appearing are Cool Cat Loves the Soldiers, Cool Cat Loves Wrestling, Cool Cat Loves the Beach, Cool Cat Loves Baseball, and Cool Cat Stops Bullying. On the main Cool Cat page on Derek Savage's website, the person who said Cool Cat is cooler than Barney the Dinosaur is credited as a, a, a man by the name of Ben Daka who's a music producer. The same quotes by Bo Derek, Linda Hopkins, and Bill Melendez are showing with the same excess in capitalization. And it had other comments from Rupert Murdoch. Cool Cat is a clever series. Art Anthony, the coolest kids movie I've ever seen. And Adam West saying Cool Cat is fun, who the website described as the real Batman. And it became obvious that these quotes presented as feedback does not state which Cool Cat media is being praised, the books or the movies. It, that is in contrast to the Amazon-listed book that featured Willie Nelson. And quotes from both Derek Linda Hopkins and Bill Melendez are posted on the Cool Cat Loves Biodiesel Amazon page. Minor marketing complaint, but it could affect the way Cool Cat gets presented. And it may have helped if... Bo Derek, for example, was quoted for praising a particular book or a movie in case she does really love Cool Cat. At least Linda Hopkins said, Cool Cat is the coolest children's film ever. But it would have been better if she mentioned which film, since it's Cool Cat Saves the Kids is not the only Cool Cat movie out there. So, let me see what you guys are saying in the chat right now as we've gone through that entire prospect. This cool cat loves wrestling. Uh, Colin saying, I believe that the movie is more or less a compilation of previous cool cat skits and sketches. Yeah, so, yeah, that's pretty much all I've been seeing in the chat right now. But that is just a couple of things that you would have probably seen from some quotes by celebrities. And it's not even speculated on whether this is true or not, like I said. And if it is, then that's great that there are celebrities out there that actually do think that these are great. But if they aren't, then I'm, if they, if these celebrities ever did find out that they're being misquoted as liking something, I don't know the ramifications of what can happen. I don't know, and I don't think they would even care enough, in, even if they did find out, unless they were really, really care, were like, oh, yeah, I said that. Or if they said, no, I didn't say that, and then they went after him. That's the only way I could see that happen. But maybe they just don't care enough. And maybe, I don't know. I can't give you any, I can't give you anything about that. So, right now, it's all up in the air, but, you know, as they say, you need evidence in order to uh, claim something that isn't true, and it's up to the person that's presenting that claim to make it true. So for right now, because logic would dictate that if these quotes are to be treated as real, then for right now we have to assume that they are real quotes. And I know people are going to be saying, you know, you got to use common sense here. Do you really think that there's celebrities out there that would use their own quotes to describe this? I don't know. I do not know. And I can't say for certain if that's true. I don't know. Sometimes the, that's the only answer you can give is I don't know. But we just have to use our brains and say, okay, and not put any emotion into it, that if that's the case, then we'll have to take these as factual for now, unless anything comes up. But let's get right into the... I Hate Everything video. So, I Hate Everything did a video called Cool Cat Saves the Kids, The Search for the Worst. This was uploaded on November 6, 2015. Alex 
is I hate everything's first real name. So I'll just reference him as Alex throughout this entire episode. Alex says, what is the worst movie you've ever seen? A movie so bad, so fundamentally broken that it leaves a pit in your stomach or makes you feel frustrated and angry beyond any reasonable measure. This is a question I've been asking myself for a while, and I think it's about time to do something about it. So I pulled up the list of the bottom 10 lowest rated movies on IMDb, and I'm going through them one by one to find the worst movie ever. So Cool Cat Saves the Kids ended up getting on that list, and so that's why he made the video. He started his review by impersonating how Cool Cat talks for about a minute, and then he had to stop because his throat started to hurt. He then summarized the movie in his normal voice in a way he understood best, that Cool Cat loves all the kids, all the babies, and the boogie-woogie. Cool Cat, he says, Cool Cat Saves the Kids is the greatest thing I've ever seen. Notice how I called it a thing, though, instead of a movie, because I really don't know if this can be officially classified as one. But nonetheless, this absolute beast of an experience is a fascinating character study based around the, quite frankly, terrifying inner workings of one man. That one man in question being Derek Savage. Alex then quoted Derek as if supporting what he said. Now that's the truth. Alex credited Derek as one of the stars of this film. uh, Alex continued saying, Describing this thing is a lot more difficult than it sounds because nothing really happens. It doesn't particularly have a traditional structure or any focus at all. Alex then zoomed to the cover of the DVD. Well, it does claim to have a point. He then points to the label that says, An anti-bullying kids gun safety movie. While pointing at this, he continued with his his explanation. He says, It's so ham-fisted and on the nose about every subject it's trying to teach kids that it just comes across like an insane fever dream parading as a kid's safety movie. And then the next scene shows Cool Cool Cat dancing. Alex then continues saying, The admittingly somewhat innocent intention is to use a fun, lovable, furry cat character to help teach kids the basics about why bullying is wrong, what you should do if you find a gun, the kind of stuff a parent would should explain to a kid themselves by sitting down and actually talking to them. And one clip from the movie is shown to display agreement with what Alex said. And I'm sure from the clips in the background and from the concept alone, it might not sound like the worst thing ever, I'm sure it looks like a cheap, straight-to-DVD, throwaway piece of garbage, right? Mm-mm. Nope. You have no idea what this thing has in store for you. The seriousness of the bullying problem is demonstrated by showing newspapers with banner headlines like, Bullies attack again. Are there any heroes? And another kid is bullied. Alex continued saying, For some comical reason, the opening is a strange collection of small children on a bad green screen background screaming for Cool Cat's help. The kid is then shown yelling for help right by Bully's Diner, a point that Alex pinpointed by saying more more banner headlines are then displayed on the screen that say, Cool Cat is a hero. Cool Cat saves the children. Cool Cat stops bullying. Kids loves Cool Cat. Yeah, by the way, that is grammatically wrong, by the way. Uh, To put across the point further that Cool Cat is a beloved character in the film. Even the word cool is repeated in a fast edit that Alex did on the video to emphasize how many times the characters around Cool Cat said it. Not only as an expression, but as to whom the movie was all about. Now, Now to the movie itself. Alex pointed out how the cameraman's shadow is seen in the opening minutes of the movie, giving it an automatic homemade movie feel. Cool Cat is immediately identified as the titler character since he wears a t-shirt that says, Cool Cat. Another scene is shown by Alex where Cool Cat wore a different t-shirt bearing the Cool Cat logo and the expression, Cool Cat Loves You, alongside other scenes like in the bedroom where Cool Cat's name and face are plastered all over the place. Alex also noted how Cool Cat likes to laugh at random things, comparing him uh, to Tommy Wiseau. Ha ha ha. 
Derek Savage then has shown, giving some folks familiar with Cool Cat the impression that he's a self-insert in this movie. Nevertheless, Alex went forward with his impression that Cool Cat might be Savage's vision of himself as a better person. Then a technical glitch is heard in the background. The cameraman exhaling really loud that did not get edited out by the movie's sound engineer, if it even had one. Noticing both the exhaling cameraman and the various instances where Cool Cat was twitching his leg were covered in this review by Alex. The man in the Cool Cat suit was probably not comfortable with the fur outfit that he had to, that he had to twitch his leg because he was probably dusting off something while scratching his belly with one hand. Alex also noted the various editing glitches, like audio cutouts, poor lighting, terrible cinematography, and then it came across as like it was almost intentionally bad. The audio cutouts Alex referred to are the moments where the characters end up touching the lapel mic that they have on, which produces a bump sound. That affects the reception of the dialogue that goes on that the characters are saying to each other. Now, some mics are not as good as the mic close to the cameraman that sighed loudly behind the camera. The mic that captured the squeaking sound of Cool Cat's chair in a later scene proved to be more receptive to sound, too. Uh, Alex also noted his issue with the main antagonist, Butch the Bully, a character that doesn't sound like an actual bully because his diss against the character Maria via text message is pretty mild at best. Butch says, I love being a bully. That was critiqued by Alex as the characters need to remind the audience that he's the villain, saying, so I'm just going to scream it at the top of my lungs because I'm totally not a fucking caricature. So the effort to present Butch as a villain was also emphasized by showing him wringing his hands like a James Bond villain or like a character from Despicable Me. Alex said, and I quote, I know it's a joke that Americans can't do subtlety, but come on, don't you think this is just a tad ridiculous? End quote. Cool Cat is then shown at the same scene assuming that the next text message that Maria received is an apology from the person who sent the mean text. It wasn't. It's still a diss, but it tries to cater to its audience by not using any profanity. The way Butch uses the word punked in one scene and the way Cool Cat used the phrase identify yourself in the same scene revealed the dated jargon that's used in this screenplay. Cool Cat may have tried to calm down Maria, but once he's the next target of Butch, he loses his cool. Butch is basically shown doing random stuff because he can, regardless of the consequences. Even if it causes harm to himself, they're like in one scene where he tries to spray paint one of the Cool Cat play cards. He ended up spraying some paint on his own face, and after cleaning it, he found another canister of spray paint by the picket fence. Butch as a character is again shown using a dated term, boneheads, when he tried to call other kids to spray paint some wall. It contradicted the earlier perception in the movie by Cool Cat that bullies don't have friends. The boneheads that Butch called out turned out to be a couple of Asian-looking kids. Cool Cat uses the term groovy in complimenting another play card, this time held by Maria. Again, revealed that the dated jargon that's used in the screenplay. That's pretty dated for 2015 standards. The odd choice of words was again seen in a scene where Maria showed their office and Cool Cat exclaimed, exquisite. The instances where Cool Cat makes an awkward pause in the middle of saying his lines indicated that the person wearing the Cool Cat costume forgot his lines and continued talking once he remembered what the line actually was. There's another scene shown by Alex where some guys are coming out of Cool Cat's house and realizing that the camera was on, try to walk back to his house by actually walking backwards. This movie was proved to be a low-budget, homemade movie once the edits involving Cool Cat and Mama Cat are shown. Mama Cat is a is somebody dressed up in a Cool Cat outfit with lipstick. That means Cool Cat's dad would have no fur costume to wear for the scenes that show Cool Cat's parents. Mama Cat and da Daddy Derek, who's really Derek Savage. So there's a minor loophole. 
since the mother, if the mother is a cat and the father is a human, Cool Cat might be half human. Then again, it involves anthropomorphized characters anyway. Now, once Mama Cat and Cool Cat are shown in scenes where they face each other to display a conversation, the split screen is not hidden well to show that each character had been in scenes shot separately and merged in one shot without making the edit seamless at all. For example, the dining table between Cool Cat and Mama Cat looks split in half, like one slab slid downwards a little bit. Also, Danny Daddy Derek seemed really into Mama Cat when he says in one scene, I bet you will, you fine-looking kitty cat, you. Now, the scene where Cool Cat is bragging to himself that he's surfing the web while dancing to random surfing music, he received a rude email, and the instant impression is that it came from Butch. Cool Cat tried talk, talking it out to the sender, whether it's Butch or not. An obvious attempt to teach kids that replying to a rude email helps when replying in a nice and friendly way while stressing out the word cool. He still felt a little good at that time, but once the sender doubled down on the diss email, it caused an almost sleepless night afterwards. And since Cool Cat is wearing a fursuit, his acting is limited to holding his head when scared or appalled, dancing when happy, and swaying his arms around like tr while trying to explain something. Cool Cat can still move his fingers a little. Because there's one scene where he tried to open a car door and the dream sequence where he raises a finger while explaining to the audience how to stand up to the bully in the middle of the dream sequence. That dream sequence involved the use of Comic Sans as a font, a dark starry sky and a rainbow. Cool Cat is also shown as a big deal by displaying the part where Cool Cat joins a random parade in Hollywood with sound effects in the background of little girls screaming in the audience as that they were thrilled to see Cool Cat in the parade. It's not a float, it's just Cool Cat standing in the middle of a girl and Danny Derrick. Danny Derrick, Daddy Derrick, my, my apologies. Daddy Derrick is carrying a big camera to record the reaction of the audience upon seeing Cool Cat. Back at home, da Daddy Derek and Cool Cat were brainstorming for Cool Cat's next song, hence the Boogie Wookie track. Derek played his guitar, an item showed that the autograph of Van Halen, if once you get a closer look at it, it's a piece of memorabilia that Derek managed to display in the movie. The song was a mishmash of English and Spanish, similar to how the Cool Cat books are narrated bilingually to capture the Spanish-speaking market as well. Once Cool Cat gets to be with Maria again, another problem with Butch pops up again. Butch managed to enter the property where Cool Cat and Maria are supposed to be safe, aka safe space, but Butch still managed to burst into the scene, say some lines, and destroy the sandcastle that Cool Cat and Maria made. This made Cool Cat execute his plan of standing up to the bully by literally standing up and yelling at Butch. It's enough to get the bully scampering away. Cool Cat was also shown later receiving some anti-bullying advice from Maria and Vivica A. Fox, whose name in the movie is also Vivica. And another positive lace talk to remind Cool Cat that he did the right thing in standing up to Butch the Bully. And since the movie is pitched as a gun safety movie, once Cool Cat and his friends found a stray gun by some bushes, instead of picking it up, they told Daddy Derek, Daddy Derek in return called Butch's parents. Butch and another lackey he duped into going with him got arrested and Cool Cat got the credit for doing something heroic in the children's eyes. The compliment was given by the same cop that arrested Butch and at the end of the movie, all performers except the guy in the Cool Cat suit gathered to recap all the events that transpired in the movie and the lessons learned from it. The blonde boy who played the part of Butch the Bully was also there to remind viewers that Butch is just a character and the boy that played the part is actually nice and friendly to the cast. So yeah, that's Cool Cat Saves the Kids in a nutshell. And I don't know if anybody's actually seen it or not, but this may be something for a good uh, uh, movie night. I'll have to... I'll have to ask the guys if they want to go see Cool Cat Saves the Kids. But find the DVD and just play it and just record the reactions or whatever. Not the, action, not the movie itself because you don't want to, 
you don't want to be filming somebody else's movie. That's a copyright, and you don't want to be doing that. It's somebody else's work. But, I mean, you can be telling people uh, about the, the movie and seeing their reactions from it. Because I don't know what it is. My friends really like seeing bad movies, and I necessarily don't. Unless, of course, we're doing, like, a big movie night, and then we have some good memories from it. But that is generally uh, something that I think some people would be interested in. All right, so I got another article here called Danny, Danny Derrick Says What? This is actually a video. So after I Hate Everything, Alex did his review of Cool Cat Saves the Kids. He uploaded this video called Daddy Derek Said What? This was uploaded November 10th, 2015. The video description says, If you have no idea what's going on, Derek Savage, the creator of Cool Cat Saves the Kids, filed a copyright strike on my review of his movie. Not only is this gross misconduct, but it's utterly ruining his reputation. So, Alex would go on to say in the video in my quote, The saga continues. This cool cat thing is never going to end. Last night, just an absolute shitstorm erupted on Twitter. And it was funny, but it was horribly sad because the cool cat Twitter account, I'm pretty sure it's official because he was replying to people saying stuff, saying things, saying, hey, yeah, he needs to be filtered. He's just a hater, blah, blah, blah. It's unreal. I found some screenshots because he deleted them after I called him out on it because I made this picture. And the picture that he shows, just to pause for a second, Alex showed a meme he made from screenshots of the Cool Cat Twitter account. One screen, oh, which, by the way, is at Cool Cat Loves You. One screenshot says, uh, at WeTiki1234, because punks like that are hurting the film, which hurts a part two film. And no, it's not fair use. Don't let them lie to you. Under the screenshot was Alex's comment. Please stop embarrassing yourself, all in caps. There's another screenshot of another tweet that says, at QEQC underscore Cam. If that troll punk ever does anything cool cat related again, then I can legally have his entire YouTube channel deleted. Alex's comment says, Sorry, Derek, but this troll punk kind of has you beat here, all caps. Alex went back to doing his commentary, and I quote, it's sad to see this guy who many people liked him because he took the Your Movie Sucks review pretty well. Admittingly, my one is way more fucking horrible. But you can't filter shit like that. You can't just filter, oh, what he said is a little bit less horrible than him, so I'm going to filter him but leave the other one up. Yeah, I'm going to do that. No, no, no. Alex then analyzed the other tweets he managed to screenshot. He then revealed, and I quote, what was very charming of him was that as soon as I challenged him, he blocked me. And then a screenshot of uh, the Twitter handle for Cool Cat blocking, I hate everything on Twitter. And, I, and he says, and I quote, just out of the blue. Just, no, I don't want to hear it because he was getting hundreds of people tweeting him saying, dude, come on, this is ridiculous. What are you doing? It's embarrassing. And none of this had to happen. All he had to do was just message me. We could have sorted this out, but he had to be, ironically, a child about it. Alex then showed other screenshots that he made. There was one tweet by at Wazeldorp that tagged Alex's Twitter account saying, Here's the latest thing tweeted on the Cool Cat Twitter. Daddy Derek needs to grow up. The tweet quote comes with a retweeted reply rant from Cool Cat stating, at Super Spyro 3000, then he needs to be shut down. It seems that many of those I hate everything people are just haters, and I don't want them around Cool Cat. Alex repeated the part saying, I hate everything people. That's like saying the hacker known as 4chan. It's so arrogant. Alex continued saying, You know, Cool Cat is not a real person, right? It's a really bad property that people only know ironically because. Your movie sucks made a review about it and other people made a video like Bob Sh Shocks. And they're laughing at you, not with you. They're laughing at Cool Cat. They're not enjoying your movie because it's a good movie. They're enjoying it because it's fucking embarrassing. This doesn't help, but all of this stuff, it's sad. Seeing that he's acting like a child and saying that his excuse for filtering me 
is that it's hurting the possibility of a part two. Want to explain why that is? Because 100,000 people watch your video and enjoyed the video, and I say in the fucking video that I like the movie. I said in the video that I like Cool Cat Saves the Kids. I find it super enjoyable because it's so inept. I said that in the video. I wonder how many of those people were curious to go and look at your shit. Maybe buy a t-shirt. It was fine when your movie sucks, did it? Alex then goes showing a screenshot of the Cool Cat Twitter account while talking to show the other Twitter handles their disdain for the tweets. One account tweeted, Cool Cat, nobody wants a Cool Cat to fuck off. Another account tweeted, Cool Cat loves you is being a cunt for flagging a video it doesn't like. Can't handle a bit of criticism. Hashtag give I hate everything his video back. Another account tweeted, Hashtag Cool Cat gets no pussy. Alex acknowledged everyone who supported him. Let me just thank everybody for the help and support, actually, on this has been pretty cool. A few minutes ago, it's quite rude stuff, but I'm in the middle of, in the middle of scanning the tweets. He updated the viewers. I sent an email to my network to see if they can help me at all, and if not, I will have to do the counter thing. Alex's voice was raised a bit while trying to stay calm, and he says, This is the most ridiculous scenario. I sat here in my underwear. I just got out of the shower five minutes ago. I sat here in my underwear. I happened to glance at Twitter and saw a thousand plus notifications. I said, okay, got to look at it then. But then Alex pauses to scan more tweets. Some tweets already have the hashtag CoolCatHateYou, hashtag GiveIHateEverythingIsVideoBack, and hashtag DaddyDerek is a bully. One tweet by Jeffrey Martin Jr. tagged YouTube by tweeting, at YouTube, please resolve the false copyright claims made by butthurt director at Derek Savage against at I hate everything underscore official for reviewing his film. The film is put in quote. The word film is put in quotes, by the way. Alex sounded exhausted when he said this. I might as well milk this for all it's worth because this is embarrassing. And it does nothing but highlight how hilariously broken the YouTube copyright system is. It's just insane. The movie Cool Cat Saves the Kids. What's Cool Cat Saves the Kids about? Bullying. When someone says something horrible to you on the internet, you don't reply to it, you don't react to it, you make yourself look like an idiot. That was the message of the movie at the end. Make sure you don't reply to mean texts. I didn't make a mean text. I wasn't harassing the guy. I was insulting him for his awful movie. But that's what I do. Should I be filtered for that? Should I be filtered for that because it was mean? I don't like it when people are mean to me. Get your act together. He's ruined his reputation. I don't have any evidence that this is actually Derek Savage himself on this account here. But if Cool Cat did block him on Twitter, how can I hate everything view Cool Cat's account? Alex addressed that aspect. He said, I'm able to look at it because I'm incognito. You can look at it even though he blocked me. I have no evidence this is actually him or not. It's safe to assume it's him or someone who represents Cool Cat at the very least. I'd imagine it's him because who the hell else would manage a Twitter for Cool Cat? If nothing else, this is just evidence of how ridiculous this whole situation is. How it's an abuse of the system and how I'm not going to shut up about it. I'm not going to because this is insane. And so that's what everything Alex, the creator of I Hate Everything, had to say. And we got a few more minutes before we get into the next thing. So let me just take a look at some of the stuff. Well, I guess it's just people reacting to a lot of the things that are going on here. And, you know, he's got every right to say what he says. And we are going to get Derek's side of things. So we're not just going to focus on one side. We are actually going to, I'm actually going to be reading something that Derek uh, replied to this whole situation as well. And he makes it very clear he's talking about a certain person. Uh, so it's not just going to be I hate everything bashing Cool Cat here. We are actually going to be getting into Derek Savage's comments 
so to speak. Because that's the one thing I didn't want to do was not get both sides. Was to get it was to only get one side and not get the other side. So you're getting both. So you'll be able to hear what Alex said, and then you'll get to hear everything what Derek says. But before we get to Derek, let's talk about another video. It's called "Everything Wrong with Derek Savage's Fair Use" video. This was uploaded. Excuse me. This was uploaded on YouTube by a user named Fishbone. November 24th, 2015. It uses clips from Derek Savage's actual video entitled Fair Use. Uh, Fishbone made some comments in between, but we're going to focus on what Savage actually said. So, Savage said, I'm the creator of Cool Cat, and also produce and direct the feature films. And the reason I'm making this video today is last week, I took down several videos that were copyright infringing against my content. And I got a little heat for doing it. There are so many lies and misinformation on the internet about copyright infringement and fair use. Copyright infringement, and this is Derek speaking by the way. I apologize. I thought we were going to get into something else, but no. Um, this is actually Derek Savage talking now. So now you're getting, you got Alex's side and now you're getting Derek's side. So here's Derek. Copyright infringement is stealing from someone. Savage pronounced stealing as if you were saying stilling. So copyright infringement is stealing from someone. It's If someone came into your house and ripped off your stuff and then went to sell it, that's what it is. Because you monetize the content who that throws our way out of fair use. Derek says... And I'm going to show you a very few recent, very famous copyright infringement cases, and I'm sure you've heard of a few of them. Copyright infringement is not a game. It is against the law, and you're stealing from somebody. And that that was an actual pronunciation. He can't, he says law instead of law. So he's like, what is a law? That's how he pronounces it. It's kind of like how in the beginning he said stealing instead of stealing. The, he has a lisp just to let you guys understand. Only scumbags steal from somebody. That's plain and simple. I'm not going to mention any names of anybody's websites out there because I am not going to give anybody any publicity, but I'm going to state this for a fact and listen closely to me. You are being lied to. You are being treated just like you're a little stinking punk. You're being deceived. The person said... I'm going to milk it for everything I can, and that's exactly what's happening. Derek made some hand motions similar to that of milking a cow, but we know what he's we know who he's talking about because we mentioned Alex said when he did his reaction to Derek copyright striking his video, he said he's gonna milk this for all his worth. So we know that Derek is talking about Alex from I hate everything here. To continue, Derek said, You are being milked. You're being treated like you're a big fat cow. It's what you're doing. I've got several emails. Usually, I don't even see emails. My assistant takes care of all of them for me. I'm producing my new film right now, and I don't have time to deal with this, y'all. But I'm making this video right here just to show that what you're hearing is nothing more than filthy lies and dumb. And I want to clarify the difference between copyright infringement and fair use. Years ago, I studied law. I wanted to be an attorney. And by that experience is what led me into producing projects, studying the law and Hollywood, where I lived for 27 years. It was just a good tie-in. I get emails. Stop it. No, Derek. Oh, stop it. Several days ago, I emailed this boy, and I'm calling him just right out for what he is. He is a lying punk troll, and that's what he's doing. This is not being a bully right here to any degree. Stating a fact is a fact. Anyone who lies to you, who deceives you, is a punk, plain and simple. Uh, so his lisp, Derek's lisp gets a little worse here. He says, I sent an ailment email. That part sounds like he had to correct himself So because he went from saying ailment to nice. So he says, I sent an, a, an ailment email, a, a nice email, three or four days ago saying, you know, this and this crap, you know, just give me a little apology, take down those videos. I'm a happy camper. 
I would not do any further legal actions against you. Plain and simple. And I have proof that I did that because I CC'd Adam. If you're familiar with the, the CC function of email, you'll understand what CCing means. But he, he CC'd an email to Your Movie Sucks, uh, whose, real, whose first name is really Adam. I hate to bring Adam into this, but he is my proof that I tried in this many years ago. In fact, he said, Derek, why'd you CC this? I like Adam. First of all, Adam's a good one. He loves cool. I know that he loves Cool Cat, and that is extremely important to me right here. Okay, he said. What you see. So he says, I'm not in this. I said, I know you're not. I just want you to know that I'm reaching out to try to end this crap and to do the right thing, to do a cool cat with you. And he said, okay. And so I apologized. Upfront email. Let me know this, but I got proof from someone that you people know and they truly respect that Derek Savage has done the right thing. Once again. And they and let me be very, very clear on this. You are being deceived. And you are being milked like a fat cow. There was something on there. How did he find the video? He's referring to how Derek found the videos giving the Cool Cat movie a negative review. He must have gone out of his way to search it. That's a filthy lie. I'm too busy working to search the internet. I don't have time for those games. The way I found out about all these videos out there is when people emailed me about them. And once I started getting enough emails complaining about them, then I focus on it. I got several mothers emailing me saying about, this boy's on crack. It says, Derek, you got to address this. And that's when I'll take my time and my attention. So I'm gonna, we're going to skip over some things because Derek rambles again and he gets very repetitive. Praise God. And that's how I find it. It's a complaint. I got mothers complaining. And then Derek had to bow down a little bit because he was trying to look closer into the notes he used to recording this rebuttal video. He was reading off his computer. I The reason is I never hurt my brand. And I'm not stating this. I mean, over the past week, I made a good load of money. I have sold more Cool Cat movies than I usually do in a month and have, period. More Cool Cat t-shirts. I had to place another order because I'm just selling it. And he, he makes another mispronunciation here. And also on Twitter, instead of Twitter, he says Twitter. I just started Twitter store during it about four or five months ago. And I got about 2,000 followers now. Right around there. I put it on private where you got to send me uh, DMs because just all this crap gets out to the truth gets out to you. What he means by that, it's not clear of when he meant whether the truth is the, he wanted the truth to get out by putting the Twitter account in private or something else. It's not really clear on what he means by that. It, it, it really means to understand what Derek is trying to say in response to all this feedback that he's been getting about, you know, copyright striking uh, Alex and I hate everything. I will never hurt my movie because goodwill always whoops lies and evil. Don't judge it all. Don't judge what some punk on what they say. Get your own copy of the movie. It's only $9.99. My God, you can afford that. Derek then showed a DVD of the Cool Cat Saves the Kids movie to maximize the time he had in his video. He continues, Get your own copy of the movie and see how entertaining and enjoyable this film is. Bottom line, my word to you might guarantee you have never seen a Cool Cat Saves the Kill film before. I guarantee that. Just got to address some of the internet. We're going to talk about some recent case laws. One thing about copyright infringement and fair use. Don't believe what you read on the internet. It stinks. It's think, my bad. Because when he says it's think, Derek actually taps to his head to motion his audience to think instead of believing what's on the internet. Derek says, for, You know for a fact that most of the stuff you read was written by some 13 or 14-year-old teenager. I had someone email me, Well, it's fair use. That's when somebody's comment was on the YouTube page or the Yahoo page. But when it comes to law, there's one thing to go by, and it's called case law. 
There is one saying that it is very, very relevant in the law field, and it's called ignorance of the law is not an excuse. Always remember that you can't go into court and say, what, judge, I didn't know that. I thought it was this. I thought it was that. No, ignorance of the law is not an excuse. You steal from somebody, you're doing wrong by it. I am a very moralistic type of person. In my eyes, there's right and there's wrong. There isn't much middle ground, especially in the days, in today's day and age. Either you're doing right or you're doing wrong, and ripping somebody off is wrong. And that's why I filed a copyright infringement strikes against these people to get my content off. They didn't even have the common courtesy to contact me to get my permission to use it. And that is a very important word that we're about to address right here. Permission. Whenever you're dealing with something that's copyrighted, that someone has time and money invested in to make, you damn well better write them and beg them for their permission or ask them for their permission. And if they say no, then you don't touch it for nothing. Understand that, please. Now you just go right here. I'm going to do a big camera right here. This is my aid camera for producing right here. And this is my big camera. Now on this website right here, First and foremost, I found all of these right here. It took me all about 30 seconds, Google search. Just go to Google and punch in copyright infringement cases. That was the third search down to Linus99designs.com, and it's five famous copyright infringement cases. Now we're going to scroll down now. Here's one right here. This is Rogers versus Coons. Rogers took this picture. Coons ripped him off and made some statues right here. And once again, trying to make commercial profit off somebody else's work. It's a major no-no. Derek said, you cannot monetize YouTube videos or any of that crap. Remember that. That is law. It will get you in a lot of trouble and you're a scumbag to do it because you're ripping somebody off plain and simple. We're going to skip some parts of the video because Derek went, got a little repetitive again. And he started to double down on why Rogers versus Coons is uh, similar to D DC DMCA claims that he filed against the YouTube critics out there. There's another example that Derek uses where about the Manny Garcia case involving the Obama photo. Derek continues, once again, it's a 12-year-old kid sitting there writing it. Don't believe it. Go by case law. And this took me all of 30 seconds to find these cases. There ain't no excuse not to educate yourself on this. Once again, always remember, education is the key to life. And when you get older, instead of saying older, he says older. And when you get older, you better be educated to make a living in this world. I'm saying that to you because I care for you. Now, here's the one that I really want to bring to your attention. And I know for a fact... And I'll bet you 99.9% .9 of you have heard of this case or are aware of it. It came down about a year ago and Blurred Lines copied this song. Uh, Derek then displays a website of the news article that he uses as a reference. Copyright infringement. Is, is this a Peril or is it Pearl? How do you pronounce his name? Uh, Derek didn't know how to pronounce Pharrell Williams' first name, so he said Peril or Pearl. But it's Pharrell Williams. I have a talented young... Uh, Pharrell is a talented young man. But this Robin Thicke? I don't see no good in that guy. And then Derek goes rambling again about how Pharrell and Robin Thicke got slapped with a copyright infringement suit for using a similar tune for the Blurred Line song than they did together. Derek continues. I want to go back to you once again that boy is lying to you he's deceiving you and his words he's gonna milk it all he can this is the about the the fourth time that he mentions a uh, milking it all he can so it, for those of you out there it, it's plainly obvious who he's referencing here if you look i don't like you especially if you love cool cat i don't want any of my cool cat friends out there people who love this i don't want none of you to be deceived listen to what i'm saying here and then he ends the video by saying, guys, this is part one. Part two is coming tomorrow, and now you know who to direct your hate toward, and it's not Cool Cat, so get busy. And so the part two video that Derek promised to make a video of never materialized after Alex uploaded a video rebuttal exposing the lengths 
that Derek went to force Alex to take down his videos that gave the Cool Cat movie a negative review. So this takes our journey to Amazon, where most of the Cool Cat merchandise are sold apart from the Cool Cat website itself. But first, before we get to that, let me see what people are saying in this chat right now. Wow, it's just it's people talking about uh, just reacting to everything that's going on in here. We'll have to look at these near the end of the show, but we're getting close. We're getting close to the end. So we're going to get into some uh, Amazon reviews about Cool Cat Saves the Kids. Some of these obviously went there. Uh, some of these people obviously went there and purchased the DVD to make sure that their review will be tagged as verified purchase. What verified purchase means, for those of you that don't use Amazon, that these are actual people that bought the movie and are providing feedback since they bought it on Amazon. Some of them admitted buying the DVD despite the feedback provided by I hate everything and your movie sucks for a good laugh and a way to express how they feel without having to suffer any copyright claims against them. So an Amazon customer named Tara does not have a verified purchase tag next to her name, but her review is voted online as most helpful. She rated the DVD one star out of five. Her comment was entitled, Cool Cat Starts Cyberbullying. This was posted November 13th, 2015, and here is the comment that she put, and I quote, This movie is writing a high star rating solely based on an ironic cult following it received after Your Movie Sucks reviewed it. At the time he made that review, it seemed Derek Savage, the writer, director, producer, and an actor in this movie, might be a good guy who had good intentions, but just horrible execution. It was assumed he was taking the negative reviews in stride. But now Derek Savage has become a cyber bully himself, attacking critics who leave negative reviews of Cool Cat Saves the Kids on YouTube, using false copyright claims to have them removed. So it's time real reviews instead of the mocking five-star reviews come out. Cool Cat Saves the Kids offers a few snippets of good advice here and there, such as looking both ways before crossing the street, finding an adult if you see a gun left laying somewhere it shouldn't be, not responding to cyber bullies, and standing up to real-life bullies. The real problem is the fact that whatever the movie says to do, it then shows Cool Cat doing the exact opposite of and with stellar results, making it appear what he did was the right choice. For example, minutes after having a whole scene about looking both ways before crossing the street, Cool Cat races out into traffic without looking both ways just so he can chase down a child and have that child arrested. In another scene, Cool Cat responds to online trolling and cyberbullying by telling the person they should be nicer so they'll make more friends, and friends are cool. We all know the rule is don't feed the troll, but nothing negative comes from this interaction, and Cool Cat forgets all about it until the very, very end of the movie, when he, for no apparent reason, announces the only way to handle cyberbullies is to just ignore them. The movie also has an extended scene of creator self-adulation where Cool Cat goes to Hollywood to be in a parade. He spends about 15 minutes pointing at old cars in Hollywood that most 25-year-old adults won't recognize or care about, let alone the intended audience of kids under 10 years old. And the production values? Comic Sans font on scene transitions, except for one transition that managed to get a normal font, rather ugly, and even frightening imagery of a sun and moon rising and setting to show days changing, excessive use of day changes, day seems to be about 10 minutes long in this, in this movie universe, and all sorts of issues with sound, from muffled, incoherent dialogue, to mics getting slapped repeatedly mid-scene, to music sounding like it's recorded underwater. The whole movie is the fever dream of a self-agronizing writer, director, producer who doesn't actually understand it all and just thinks he can capitalize on this niche because he saw a few children's safety classes and happens to have a furry orange cat suit in the basement. Kids dig six-foot-tall men in furry orange cat suits, right? And he only has one. Mama Cat is the same suit with some fake lips and a dress added. So that was that entire review. And 108 people found that comment helpful. That's how much it got. 
So, that is everything about Cool Cat that I can say right now. This is appropriate to end it here. It's a good hour-long podcast episode. I felt that that was appropriate to get across. Uh, So that's everything from I Hate Everything side to Derek's side to actually getting the most helpful Amazon comment on the movie. We could have gotten a lot more detail, but that would have just left everything in... That would just... That would just be too long of an episode. So that is everything on Cool Cat. And that's everything on Season 4 for Legends of the Internet. This is the last episode. And we're going to be taking a break before Halloween comes around when we start Season 5 with our anniversary show. It's going to be our two-year anniversary. So I'm going to bring on the guys that started this whole thing with me. And we're going to be talking about Chris Chan Volume 3. We're basically going to cover everything from November of 2017 to October of this year. So we're going to do an entire year of it. But that's a while away. So we're going to be taking a break, getting everything sorted for Season 5, getting some recordings done, trying to make this the most epic season of Legends of the Internet. So we have a lot to do, but we just need to rest. I do want to thank... Uh, my head writer, Jing. Jing is a gift from the heavens. She wanted to help with the show. She wanted to help with the writing of the show. So she's actually been helping me as a ghost writer, so to speak. And now I am going to uh, give her all the praise in the world for working very hard and being 12 hours apart because she lives all the way out in the southeast she is amazing. I mean, the fact that she was able to still do this even though she's trying to become the female version of Phoenix Wright. I mean, she's trying to do it all, man. And she's still trying to be with this show and she's still trying to get everything for season five done. So that is such a great thing that she's doing right now. And we are going to be coming back with all that stuff. So I just had to... <laughs> people lucky saying Jing is my stand. So yes, I do have to give credit to Jing for being my stand. I don't even know if she gets that reference, but I don't know if most people get it as a JoJo reference. By the way, we will talk about JoJo season five. But again, uh, if you want to help donate to the show, like I said, go to Anchor.fm/JoDini to help support the show and to get uh, and to help us out maintain it. Because we, we, love, we love doing this for you guys. This is a great experience that we have. And we, our subscriber base keeps increasing. And it, it, it's amazing. And we're going to be keep doing some pretty good content. We got some good stuff for next season. Uh, there's going to be, like I said, 35 of them. So just in case anybody out there is interested in hearing uh, all 35 of them, it is going to be very, very ultra as they say. But we are going to be doing a live version and a podcast version. So what you're hearing now is actually going to be uploaded on the podcast versions, but I'm just using Audacity to record the podcast version as I'm doing this live. So you'll be hearing, so we'll be going back to live. Uh, so for anybody that's out there that wants to hear us go live again, like we like I'm doing tonight, it's we're going to be coming back. Season four was a test run. And so now season five, we are going to be doing both. So uh, what you hear tonight will be on the podcast versions. So if you listen to, let's say you have Spotify and you want to listen to Legends of the Internet on Spotify, you're going to be hearing a cleaner, crisper version of that. And you won't have anything from the uh, the pings or however the connection is through YouTube and Google. You won't be, you won't be, you won't be hearing any of that stuff. And yeah, that's that's basically all that we've got going on for it. And we've got some new people coming on the show. We've got a little more diverse, so to speak. Some of the guys you've heard on season four are not coming back. And we'll having some new we'll having some new mutants come on board, as they say. But that's everything for this entire season. And that's everything for this entire episode. Thank you guys for listening. Thank you for subscribing. Thank you for being such great fans out there. Thanks for still watching. 
and we're going to keep making some great content, and we're going to be providing some uh, great legends that you all guys voted for on Twitter. So, by the way, if you want to hear more stuff, or if you want to check out more stuff uh, that I say on my Twitter, because that is what uh, you'll be seeing updates on, just go to at Legend. That's where you'll find me. Links are in the description box to my Twitter, my Instagram, my Disc well, actually, no, not my Discord, because if you want to be a part of my Discord, you have to private message me, either by email or by uh, Twitter, to get everything. So that is where you're going to be finding uh, you saw a lot of the fans chat in there. And sometimes uh, I come into the audio chat every once in a while to, to talk to some of the fans. And that's everything. So... I'll see you guys next season, and thank you for being so great. And we'll see you around Halloween time for our anniversary show. Take care, everybody. Bye.